I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. So today I have Adam Shire on the line. He's the co-founder over at Viv Labs and also vice president of R&D over at Samsung Mobile. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Glad to be here. So I'm excited to get more into your background and uh, and learn more about, of course, what you're doing now at um, Samsung Mobile and also Viv Labs. But before we do that, let's go a little bit further back. Um, how did you get started really in, as an entrepreneur and in business? Sure. So I was actually in my 40s. I had never started a company before. I was a researcher at a nonprofit research institute leading the largest AI uh, effort in U.S. government history. Um, and I just got the bug to try to start companies. So not knowing any better, I actually started three companies at the same time. Um, probably <laughs> not one of That's not craziness. of your top tips. Yeah. And uh, but you know one thing is persistence will will get you there. The three companies I started were all pretty successful. The first was called Siri, which sold to Apple and Steve Jobs. Uh, it's now the product is now available on more than a billion and a half devices. I started, uh, I was founding member at change.org, the world's largest petition platform for good. Um, we just crossed 300 million members a few weeks ago, pretty good milestone. And then Sentient was an AI company, it was probably one of the best funded AI companies in history and they've done some amazing work as well. So that, that's how I got started in entrepreneurship. Wow. Um, I mean, talk about so so three for three on your first shot. So that's definitely a uh, a unicorn. Uh, and you're and so if you were to go, you know, and to kind of think about your typical entrepreneur journey, that's not you know that's not typical. So three three started three companies at the same time. If you were to give some tips to those newer entrepreneurs that were coming up and and kind of just maybe even starting their first company, what kind of what kind of things would you tell them based off of what you've learned in your experience? Yeah, I would say that um, my top four tips, so there are really four steps to starting a company. The first is you need a big idea, um, and you need a demonstration. When, when Siri came out, Google and the iPhone were present. People said, why do I need another way to access information? We created this amazingly compelling demonstration that made it clear why you couldn't do the kinds of things we did with our initial theory using Google or an iPhone. So have a big idea and show why the current crop of competitors can't achieve this goal. Uh, the second step is you need the right co-founders who have the right skills. Um, you're probably good at some of the skills needed in the founding team, but I distill it down to four things. One is you need the visionary. Number two, you need the marketeer who can sell that vision to investors and customers. Number three, you need the product person who can translate the vision into steps, saying we're doing this first, the second. And then the fourth is you need the builder who can deliver that roadmap, um, you know, on time and on budget. So that's, you know, get the right people around you to complement the skills you're good at 
to round out that that founding team skill set. Uh, number three, then you need to go raise money, and there's a number of tips about how to do that, how to do a good pitch, et cetera. And once you have money, the right team and the right idea, then it's all about execution. And execution is about really making the right decisions and priorities um, about everything. So who you hire, what, what features to prioritize, because they're just, you're on such a tight budget and tight timeline. Um, it's really razor thin, the margin of success, and really focusing and being very um, intentional about what you're doing and why, I think, is really one of the best ways to success. So it's all about executing, saying, you know, Steve Jobs is famous for saying, people say innovation is, is saying yes to a thousand things. That's not it at all. It's about saying no to all the other good ideas that you shouldn't be working on. And I, I really believe that. That's awesome. Uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get more into what you're doing as co-founder over at Vib Labs and, and also um, what's going on over at Samsung. So how did that whole story come together? Sure. So I, I you know, started Siri, the company, sold it to Apple, worked there for a number of years and ran all of the server and AI for Siri at Apple. Uh, but at some point, the vision that I had about Siri or a Siri-like system becoming as important as the web and mobile really wasn't, I wasn't able to achieve that goal at Apple for various reasons. So I left, took a break, and then said, well, I'm, I still believe in the vision. So I started a new company, Bib Labs, to really try to take the assistant all the way where I thought it should go. And the definition is to really be the next major interface paradigm, like the web, like mobile, this will impact every connected user and every connected business if done correctly. And today we have things like Siri and Alexa and Google Assistant, but they're really not that important. So two years ago, about two years ago, Samsung acquired Viv Labs and our technology and tools, and we're embedding those in what's called Bixby, Samsung's theory, if you will. And Bixby will be the most open, scalable platform and ecosystem built around a voice or conversational assistant. And the emphasis will really be on providing value to the, to the third-party developers in a way that's just not being met today with other competitors. So if we're, we launched a tool set last November, you can go to BixbyDevelopers.com and download those tools. If, you're, if you have a website and a mobile app, take a look at making a Bixby interface. Samsung has 1 billion devices. 70% um, of US households have at least one Samsung device, a TV, a refrigerator, a phone, et cetera. Um, more, the majority of those have more than one Samsung device. And by building what we call a capsule for Bixby, you will get your content and services out in front of all of those users. So that's what we're trying to do, create an open, scalable ecosystem where any developer can reach users, many, many users, across devices and a new context um, and really give them a new way of interacting with their customer base. That's awesome. 
Um, and so what do you think the next, um, what, where do you think, so obviously Siri, all these other things, Alexa, Bixby, I mean, these are still relatively new, I would say, in terms of adoption, um, so not everybody's using them. What do you think the next, um, or when, um, do you think this next wave's going to happen to where it's going to really be a paradigm shift to where people are, like, can't, like, as you mentioned, won't be able to live without these things? Right. So if you think about it, the timing happens just about once every 10 years. Mm. So in the 80s, we had a PC um, landed on everyone's desktop with Windows, a mouse, everyone had to learn that. Just about 10 years later was the web, and now we had URLs and hyperlinks. You know, 10 to 13 years later was the um, smartphone, and now we had apps and pinch and zoom. And last year was the 10th anniversary of the App Store. Wow. So if you think about it, we're right on pace for a new revolution to occur, an interface revolution. And we mm -hmm. still have PCs, we still have Windows, we still have web, and we still have mobile, but an assistant will take it to new contexts when you're driving in your car, you're running with your smartwatch, mm -hmm. it's not appropriate to bring up a web browser or an app. And so mm -hmm. I think all of those moments in life can now be accessed by an assistant who can understand you, who can accomplish tasks for you, and, and let you be able to access all of the, the services. So I think we're right on the cusp of it happening. Um, we've launched the ecosystem. It's very beginning, you know, just starting. Mm -hmm. But in a year to two years, I think this will be like the web was in 97, 98, 99. Wow, that's amazing. I love it. Um, and so, Adam, if somebody wants more information on Bixby, what's the best way? Where, where do they go to? How do they find it? I think you go to BixbyDevelopers.com. You can see videos. You can download the tools if you want and really think about both the Bixby, uh, the, the technical and business implications of what we're building here. That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Adam, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing more about your um, your background as an entrepreneur, but also that your vision and all the great work you're doing over at Viv Labs with uh, with Samsung also and and doing and making Bixby um, soon to be a household name. Um, and to the audience, as always, I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Adam, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, Adam.